This is Pastor Latanya, your love actually known as Pastor Tan. I will let you know that God is still good and he is still on the throne. Amen. I was woken up quite early this morning to the discussions that are going on with God in my head. And there is a definite division that is going on between the people of God and the ones that are of Satan. There is going to be a significant shift going on That's that is going on right now in the atmosphere. Let me say that one more time for the people in the back. Thank you, Holy Spirit. There is a definite shift that is in the atmosphere that is significant for the people of God to know who you are and whom you are. And also at the same time, you will know the ones that will labor among you. And also at the same time, God kept telling me that there are some of the people of God that are in sheep, that are sheep. Honestly, they're not. They're dressed up as wolves in sheep's clothing. Oh, y'all don't hear me though. See, some people have aligned themselves with the enemy and they know it. But now since they know it and that God has been able to bring them on your radar on the way that God has been able to sit there and tell you people of God. See, there is a difference between the intimate relationship you have with God and just not reading the Bible, but living it out and talking to them. When God tells you things, there are some things that you need to keep close to your chest and it's only just for you. And I'm letting you know this from my personal experience on today, that God is being able to let some things come into my preview that I'm going to be able to go through and I am have to be able to conquer and climb. But also at the same time, God is speaking things over me that I have to be able to let you know that you need to keep some things as well as for you to yourself. Let me say that one more time for the people in the back. I'm not even getting into my message yet, but God was letting me know, don't let everybody know what you're doing because some people don't want to be able to see you prosper, prevail. Some people don't like it when you are out and about doing what God says do. Some people, and I'm going to say this, it's the enemy. It's not the people, but it's the enemy they are living for and they are desiring for. So I'm asking you to keep silent some of the things that's been going on that God has been telling you. Let's just write it down and make it plain of what God is going to do in your, in your lifetime and what God has been able to speak over you. But keep the things that God has been able to say over you quiet until he has been able to manifest it because some of your friends, family members, 
and some of your co-workers don't like you. Simply put, because you're doing what thus says the Lord and you do it so well that they are envious and jealous of you. Let me say that one more time for the people in the back. God wants you to be able to have those things, but don't publicize it so that the enemy can be able to try to sift you as wheat. To be able to sit there and pray on you. See, I had to learn some things that God had to sit there and talk to me. And I love how God talks to me because when God talks to me, oh my God. Oh Lord, I thank you. There is a significant, like I said, shift that is going on. And I'm letting you know this. God is being able to launch us on today out to do what he says do. But while you're out and about, keep God first. Keep him with you always. Let him be your eyes and ears. Let him be the one that guides you and teaches you and strengthens you while the Holy Spirit was dwelling within and Jesus' blood is on you. Keep him close on today. Now I'm going to say this also. I had a significant uh, situation that happened that I had um, something very personal. And I, I'm going to say this because it, it might pertain to you. And I mentioned this before, but I wanted to just, in, you know, kind of emphasize what's going on. See, I love how God sits there. He orchestrates some things because when God is sitting there and he orchestrates those things that concerns you, he lets you know what is honestly a red zone, which is not good, but a green zone. And so I was, you know, I was letting these times where God has been able to have significant understanding in my life to go through. And I'm letting my children learn the same thing. Amen. And I thank God that so many transitions are going to be going on and going to happen. And I let my child be able to go and navigate through those things. But while she was navigating through those things, see, God had someone to come up in my view and hug on me and say, oh, how you doing? But at the same exact time, God had to be able to minister to me and tell me what was going on. And I say this to tell you that everybody that smiles and hugs on you and wants to love on you in your face is not your friend. Let me say that one more time for the people in the back. See, some people forget that as a prophet, that when God gives it to me, it is not always lukewarm. It is not, you know, something warm and cuddly and fuzzy and, you know, all that. Mm-mm, God honestly tells me to the straight in the cuff that people don't like you because simply put, you're doing something that nobody else is pretty much is doing, but you are leaning and depending on me only. Let me say that one more time for the people in the back. See, when God sits there and he puts you in a situation 
Don't you know the enemy will go back and tell what you said to someone else and then sit there and lie and say or smile in your face and think it's funny. No, it's not funny. There is a situation where God lets us be able to know and understand who is the enemy and who is not simply by having misunderstandings come up that are vital and then showing you who they are in front of you. Let me say that one more time for the people in the back. See, God had to honestly sit there and let me know and, and, and honestly break it down to me. Who is for me and who is against me? And then at the same exact time, because you have been able to have eyes on you the whole entire time, that God, and I'm not saying that it's God's eyes, but Satan is out here sitting up here and strategically looking at you and seeing how you operate and how you are able to function. Don't you know he goes back and tells his his demons and then he sits there and says, you know what, go forth and go and find the plots and the schemes so that you can be able to find the kink in their armor and come back and tell me. See, since he's not like God, he's not able to be omnipresent, omnipotent and omni always around. He tries to listen to your prayers. He tries to listen to what you have and what you put down on paper. He tries to only try because they've been around. These demons been around for years. So they try to annotate and, you know, organize and try to be able to calculate where you are going. Oh, y'all don't hear me though. See, I haven't even gotten to my, I haven't even gotten to where I want to tell you what this is about. But I'm telling you, they want to calculate who you are and then try to combat you. And then at the same time, try to be able to stop or hinder what God is doing in your life. Try to pause what God is, but they can't do that because it's only supposed to motivate you, not halt you in your tracks. Let me say it one more time for people in the back. See, everybody is not gonna is not gonna be your friend in this season. So I'm gonna say it like I mean it. You need to be weary of everyone, and discernment is real. And you need to be able to have that discernment in order for you, oh my God, to make it. This, and with that relationship with God, the intimate relationship, start telling God what's going on. God interjecting to what God is. And even when you cannot even utter a word because of what you think the enemy might be able to eavesdrop in on. Don't you know that's when the Holy Spirit or the Holy Ghost can be able to interject for you in the spiritual language, in the spiritual tongue. So that you can be able to translate what God is already saying to you. This is war, people. And this is what my topic is. And this is going to be a series. So I'm just letting you know, buckle up. Get you something to drink. Let you be able to, sometimes if you have to sit down or have to be able to stand up. Let me tell you, this is going to be one of those where God is listening. And letting you hear what he's saying. So you need to listen up. 
Have your spiritual ears on. Have your have your breastplate of righteousness. Have the whole full armor of God on. Because now more than ever, the enemy wants to sit here and kill and destroy you. Simply because you are not playing. You are a prophet. You are a minister. You are a teacher. You are a pastor. You are apostle. Bishop whatever your title is, but especially the prophets. Let me tell you something. I don't sugarcoat nothing because what comes out of my mouth is from God. And then at the same exact time, you think that these prophets now are supposed to be gummy prophets. You're supposed to be nimmy, nimmy. We're supposed to be not. No, I'm not nice. When God gives it to me, I tell you like I mean it. And I had a friend to sit there and say, well, you know what, Tanya, you, you know, that, you know, you, you have to be, no, I don't have to be nice. When God gives it to me the way that God gives it to me, I don't have to be nice because at the same time, because of the way that God gives it to me, some of y'all don't want to hear it. If it's nice, oh, y'all don't hear me. Y'all are stiff necked, hard headed. Don't want to sit here and listen to what God is telling you, but yet and still you want the benefits of God, but you want to pat and you want to sit here and sleep with whoever you want to sleep with. Then you want to be able to be anointed, but yet and still you still sitting up and going to clubs, being a part of sororities and fraternities. Let me say it like I mean it. God is trying to tell you and he's telling you through prophets. See, some of y'all don't want to hear it. But I'm going to tell you like I mean it. When you sit there and you think that God is sitting here and listening and saying, well, you know what? They display the gifts that I've given them and that's without repentance. But if you are not living the way that God is supposed to be having you to live on this earth, don't sit there and get mad when the enemy comes in and he takes over because you've been the main one sitting here. And not doing what God says to. Let me say that one more time for the people in the back. See, some of y'all want to sit here and patricate with the enemy and say, I have alignment with this and I have alignment with that. Because you think that's going to be able to make payments and that's going to be able to help you get through. No, the only way that I'm going to be able to get through is through my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And that's it. I'm not accepting anything from the enemy because don't you know that comes with death? I'm going to say that like I mean it. See, some people need to understand. I, I won't sit there and I won't negate what God has told me to tell you. When you sit there and you go through and you sit there and you align yourself with these people and God told you not to. Oh, my God. That is so deadly for you to do. And I thank you, Lord for being able to let me know in advance how the enemy is coming and where it is coming from and whom the person is. Let me say that one more time for the people in the back. See, discernment, when I say discernment, I was like, Lord, thank you, Jesus, for the discernment. I thank you, Lord, for the administrate acknowledgement of what you had to put on me. Yes, you love these people. Yes, you ask God to forgive these people that, you know, Lord, let me treat them 
Let me treat them. Mm-mm-mm. Let me treat them like you love them. And at the same time, acknowledge that what they've done is not going away. It's going to come to a point where God will let them see. And at the same exact time, they will be ashamed of what they've done. Let me say that one more time for the people in the back. See, I love how people talk. And then at the same exact time, when people talk, don't you know God's voice comes more and more apparent to the people of God. Let me say that one more time for people in the back. See, I thank you, Lord, for letting me hear. I thank you, Lord, for letting me see, giving me the gift of sight giving me the understanding of the anointing of you. I thank you. Let me tell you something. When you are at war and the enemy thinks that he can sit there and make you a stumbling block when you are supposed to live victorious, don't you dare sit down on what God has given you. Don't you dare Make yourself a stumbling block for somebody else to sit there and be wrong and mean to know you do not. You stand up for what God is trying to tell you. For in these evil and last days, people will be lovers of themselves and they will not conform to what is godly, but what is ungodly. They will be they will be seeking seducing spirits and doctrines of devils. Do you understand? There is more to come and people don't think that one day you're going to realize how bad you treated that man or woman of God. And God will let you know it is not over yet. And I thank you, God, for the elevation I thank you in advance for all you take me through. Because once you take me through it, God, it becomes more of a thick skin, of a tough, hardened shell. And I love how when the enemy sits there and tries to say something, don't you know that God comes through right on time with the word of God? And I was hearing that last night. And I was thankful for what I heard. And I was so thankful for the pastor here in South Korea. And he was talking about how God was sitting there reminding him of the wars that you went through and how you were able to be victorious. But that is going to be on a whole different level. And that will be part of my series, too. But I wanted to bring it all out to you because God had it in my notes. God had it in my preview. But I'm going to let you know this right now. When I walk out, there will be times. And I learned this from God that you're going to be by yourself. And you need to learn how to be by yourself because everybody don't like you. Let me say that one more time for the people. Everybody don't like you. 
because you're doing good, because you're showing them out, because you're doing what God says, do. everybody don't like you. And the ones that like you, they want to be like you. And then at the same exact time, because you have a different spirit than they do, they want to sit there and adapt what you have. They can't have what you have unless they are doing what God says do. Oh, y'all don't hear me, though. See, the main reason why the enemy wants to sit there and come in and during wars because of infiltration. And so many people don't want to hear this, but I'm telling you like I mean it. That's why a lot of people don't want to go to church because they already know the pastor. They already know the congregation. They already know the spirits and what is hindering and what is strength. What is the weakness and what is going on in the body of Christ? What is the great sin? And then you try to talk about it, but yet and still you can't come up out of it because you're still dwelling in it. Oh, y'all don't hear me though. See, when you have become a creature and have become a new creature in Christ, the old things that you have been doing, the old flesh that you have been able to manipulate and have your way and talk and lie and cheat and all that, the stuff that you used to do, whatever you used to do, backfire, whatever, that becomes dead. Mm -hmm. And then you start realizing what is anew. So when I tell you, men and women of God, don't think that God is not listening, but you need to be listening to him. And when God tells you that is not your friend, start realizing that, start knowing it and start discerning it. And also, too, at the same exact time, you know your place in God, know your level in God, know your distinction in God. Because I'm telling you, it's coming a time and a day where people are going to be deceived. Because they think that because they have a gift, I don't care if I'm a prophet or what have you. If I'm not hearing from God, don't you know that's going to be evident in what I say and what I do? That's going to be a whole lot more of a matter that is going to be able to be in abundance. See, that's the thing is that people don't want to listen to what God is trying to tell them. When God tells them to come out from among them and be separate. When God tells them to sit there and do what he says do, it is coming a time, people, that they can have the gift, but their heart is far from God. I want to start with Jeremiah on today. Please get your word of God and turn with me to Jeremiah. And I'm coming from the King James Version. Amen. And it's Jeremiah, the 28th chapter. And I'm going to start with the first verse because we've been through this before, but God had to take me back through it. Do you understand? God had to pick me up some things because as a prophet, a lot of people don't want to listen. And a lot of people think you're arrogant. And a lot of people think that you have it all together because you're doing what God says do. No, I don't have it all together. No, I am of God. And no, I no, 
I am a sinner saved by grace, but also at the same exact time, when God speaks it, I'm going to tell it like it is. I don't want to sugarcoat it because if I sugarcoat it, don't you know, some people will sit there and take the sugar and leave the salt. Let me say this one more time. People will take the sugar, but leave the bitterness of it. And that's not the way that prophets are. Prophets are not about houses and, you know, having um, just so much wealth and everything else. But prophets are pretty much telling you with correction and also being able to give you that heat and that warning that something else is coming. And it's supposed to be able to be immediate. And also at the same time, it's swift. Y'all don't hear me, though. See, everybody that sits there and says that, you know, hey, you should go here with you uh, or you should go to this church or you should go to that church. No, God tells you, no, don't sit underneath that person. Don't sit underneath that person. Have, have, have that type of way that God sits there and he talks to you. See, that's the difference between a lot of people. I want to talk to God because that's my, that's besides my husband. Don't you know that's my best friend? That's my Lord and Savior. That's the one that takes care of me. That's the one that is able to understand me more than anybody else. That is the best part of me that nobody else can see. Do you understand what I'm saying? See, so many people want to sit here and say, well, uh, pastor, you you don't you don't have a best friend. No, I don't. Honestly, I don't because don't you know that every time that something comes up, I feel as though God can be able to sit there and tell me. And also at the same time, so many people cannot see all the way around that God sees. Let me say that one more time for the people in the back. Yes, I'm going to have those, you know, the one that was in Job, the fourth man that was younger, and he's going to give me wise instruction, he or she. And they're going to be the person that God is sitting there and giving me my, you know, my moment. And I see that person. But also at the same exact time, I have to sit there and I have to give God the glory. Because right now, in this time, in this age, I have to sit there and lean and depend on him even the more. Y'all don't hear me, though. See, there is such a thing as of walking in the spirit and not in the flesh. And I, like I said, I mean, let me let me tell you something. I have someone that I do love and I do trust and I, and that is in my corner. I have nothing against that. And they, and like I said, I know this person won't take offense because I'm talking about someone that is heavenly. That has been my best friend from the very beginning, even when I was in my mother's womb. So she or he won't take offense to that because she or he has the same mindset. Let me say that one more time for the people in the back. See, there's a significance in knowing who God is on today. Please know that whatever God gives you, that whatever God significantly seals on you, 
He is able to complete it. And I'm going to say this. Oh, I love this. I love how we used to play telephone. Do you remember telephone? And if you're not to a younger generation, let me tell you something. Telephone is when you used to be able to say something in one person's ear. And they are supposed to translate it. And then they're supposed to tell the next person. And it's supposed to be like a chain. And by the end of that conversation that was supposed to be whispered into someone else's ear, it was supposed to be translated straight through. And then at the same exact time, at the end of the conversation, the person, the last person is supposed to sit there and tell what the other person said, the last person said. And nine times out of 10 in telephone, the individuals may have included some things, deleted some things, uh, put their own spin on it or their own opinion on it. See, what I'm saying is that when you read the word of God, you get to see up close and personal what God is saying and what God is able to give to the people. But also when you're Shabbating God, when you are talking to him, when you are having conversations with him on a daily basis. God is inputting into you directly what you need to know and substantially what is going to happen for a prophet. Now, I'm going to say it like I mean it. People abuse the word of a prophet. People abuse being a believer in God. And I still stand sure to forward that what I said in November there is coming a great judgment against the church first because people that are claiming to be of God and are not living the way that God has them to live or doing what God told them to do is going to suffer a great loss because you are teaching unsound doctrine because you have paired yourself with witches and warlocks because you have done things in secret and in hiding and thinking God did not see or saying conversations that should not be don't you know God is tired and trust me this prophet hears it and don't think that God does not know what you are doing. Now, let me say this, Jeremiah. Um, let me go back to what God was saying. Jeremiah, the 28th chapter, Lord, I thank you. And it's in the King James Version. 28th chapter. And it came to pass the same year, the beginning of the reign of Zacchaeus, king of Judah, in the fourth year and in the fifth month, that Hananiah, the son of Azor, the prophet, which was of Gideon, spake unto me in the house of the Lord, in the presence of the priests and of all the people, saying, 
Thus says the Lord of hosts, the God of Israel, saying, I have broken the yoke of the king of Babylon. Third verse, within two full years will I bring again unto this place all the vessels of the Lord's house that Nebuchadnezzar, king of Babylon, took away from this place and carried them to Babylon. Verse four, I will bring again to this place Jehoram, the son of Jehoram, Kim, king of Judah, with all the captives of Judah that went into Babylon. Thus says the Lord, for I will break the yoke of the king of Babylon. Now, I'm going to tell you what I what I looked up. It was a yoke. And normally, because I know this, because my grandfather, Big Daddy, was, God bless him, was a farmer. And a yoke was a piece of timber or a heavy wooden pole shaped to fit over the neck that curved pieces of wood around the neck fastened to the pole and used to hinge together a team of oxen or other animals so that they can pull heavy loads evenly. Amen. And it's coming from the Bible dictionary that I was gifted as a with, from a friend. But I wanted to let you know that as soon as it came out, the animal which I've seen and had, you know, experienced is that it was heavy for them to tittle the ground in order for us to plant. Now, the yoke is sometimes a little bit more, a whole lot more heavier than what the animal may have been used to at first. But what my big daddy told me was that as the animal adjusted the weight of it and learned how to be able to sit there and get through it, the weight became less and less as the animal understood the purpose of it. Now, I'm going to say it like I mean it. Certain type of way, the animals in that regard, had to know and understand that God was truly having us to teach them. Adam was the first one to do that. But also to think about it, God was able, as the animal is getting used to the weight and the burden of being able to plow, they understand what was their purpose from the very beginning because the farmer would train them. And to me, it's like, I'm not equivocating us to an animal, but what I'm saying this is as an example God gives us so many different things that we have to maintain. And then at the same exact time, God is showing us what we need to do and how we should be able to perform it. And then at the same time, he's showing us little by little, once we become into the full acknowledgement of who he is, 
what our assignment is and how we should conduct it. Now, I'm saying this because sometimes we get off track. And when we do that, the enemy tries to come in. Now, to go back into the scriptures of how we were talking about the yoke, it becomes apparent to me. And we were talking about the prophet or false prophet Hananiah and also Jeremiah. And he was talking about how the yoke was on the children of Israel and that the yoke, according to the false prophet Hananiah, was supposed to be broken. But let's go down even the more because I wanted to let you know um, some of the aspects that God had brought out to me today, man, within two full years, I'm coming from 28th chapter of Jeremiah, the third verse. Will I bring again into this place, all the vessels of the Lord's house that Nebuchadnezzar, king of Babylon took away from this place and carried them to Babylon verse four. And I will bring again to this place, Jehoram, the son of Jehoram, king of Judah will all the captives of Judah that went into Babylon, saith the Lord, for I will break the yoke of the king of Babylon. And the yoke, considering in this term, is that this was a heavy lading or heavy burden because the people had to go into exile. Now, verse five, then the prophet Jeremiah said unto the prophet Hananiah, in the presence of the priest and in the presence of all the people that stood in the house of the Lord. Verse six, even the prophet Jeremiah said, amen, the Lord do so. The Lord perform thy words, which thou hast prophesied to bring again the vessels of the Lord's house and all that is carried away captive from Babylon unto this place. Verse seven, nevertheless, hear thou now this word that I speak into thine ears and in the ears of all the people. Verse eight, the prophets that have been before me and before thee of old prophesies, both against many countries and against great kingdoms of war and of evil and pestilence. Verse nine, the prophet which prophesies of peace when the word of the prophet shall come to pass, then shall the prophet be known that the Lord have truly sent him. Now, verse 10, then Hananiah, the prophet, took the yoke from off the prophet Jeremiah's neck and raped it. Verse 11, and Hananiah spoke in the presence of all the people saying, thus says the Lord, even so will I break the yoke of Nebuchadnezzar, king of Babylon, from the neck of all nations within the space of two full years. And the prophet Jeremiah went his way. Now, I'm going to say this, going back to verse eight. The prophets that have been before me and before thee of old prophesies, both against many countries and uh, against great nations, great kingdoms of war and of evil and of pestilence. Jeremiah was going in and telling 
all of them to remember what God is trying to tell you. This is true. Prophets do have before, you know, him and of all have been able to prophesy against many countries, against kingdoms of war and of evil and of pestilence. These are things that have been able to come forth. And then at the same exact time, it was the fact that when he said in verse nine, the prophet which prophesies of peach, which is the word of the prophet shall come to pass. Then shall the prophet be known that the Lord has truly sent him. Please understand, we have some of false prophets in our midst and they will say anything to soothe the tongue or the itching ear of some of the people of renown so that they can be able to have financial breakthroughs, so that they can be able to accommodate friends and keep friends. Let me say that one more time for the people in the back. They want to accommodate friends and then keep friends because they know that's, that's how they're able to sustain themselves. And some of them are financially stable through prophesying to other people. Now, I'm going to say it like I mean it. God is trying to tell you that as a prophet, when you prophesy to people and it comes to fruition, it's not for the earthly gain, but for heavenly gain. And I'm going to say it like I mean it. A lot of people won't sit here and help. Yes, and I understand that sometimes as prophets, we do need help in financial uh, monetary gain, but that's not why we're doing it. We're doing it because God has been able to be giving us this vision. And when he others giving us permission to utter these words to other people, don't take it lightly. Let me say that one more time for the people in the back. Yes, there are places and people and ministries that, you know, we contribute to and, and, and help support that needs that for they can be able to keep growing and edifying the body of Christ. I have nothing against that. But when you sit there and you do it just for earthly gain and you don't do what God says do with that monetary funds or you don't do what God says do for what you have to do it for then you are in damnation of so much more because that's God's money. That's God's monetary funds. We're just only borrowing it for a specific time. Let me say that one more time for the people in the back. We are only borrowing what God has given us. Yes, we pay tithes. Yes, we, we, we do what God says do, but give it back to God. And I'm going to tell you like I mean it. And I'm going to say it like I mean it too. I don't just give like a tenth of my profit to any, just any specific person. God leads me to go and, and give me, give those ties to that person or give a donation or what have you, because God wants me to do that. Now I'm going to say it like, I mean, it. you know, we're, we're getting off a little bit of off the topic, but I'm going to say it like, I mean it too. no, sound advice financially we need to stock up we need to be stocked up on the essentials now more than ever because there is becoming a famine coming in and there is going to be pestilence there is going to be so many different things that's going to be coming on to the body of christ in the united states i've already seen that so many prophets have seen that 
but I'm asking you and I'm letting you know, please stock up wherever you are located in the world. Please let God be able to be your guide in so many different things. Because of how it's going on, we need to be successful. We need to be heeding God's word. Amen. Now, let's go back. It's not in my notes, but this is what God has been able to speak to me. That, yes, and, and I mean, he's saying this because if this is what God is saying, then, you know, Prophet Jeremiah, he's not going to go against God. But wait until the 12th verse. Wait until the Lord speaks. Let me say that one more time. We need to wait. We we say so many things as people. We have conversations with God. But wait until he replies. That's the most important part. Amen. And the 12th verse says, Then the word of the Lord came unto Jeremiah, the prophet, Listen, listen, listen how he did the italics on this. I don't know about your Bible, but I paid attention to the italics, like the emphasis of what God is saying. And it says, then the word of the Lord came unto Jeremiah, the prophet, the one that is the true prophet, because I see the italicized and that means emphasis. Okay. After that, Hananiah, the prophet had broken the yoke from off the neck of the prophet Jeremiah, saying, 13th verse, go and tell Hananiah, saying, thus says the Lord, thou hast broken the yokes of wood, but thou shalt make of them yokes of iron. 14th verse, for thus says the Lord of hosts, the God of Israel, I have put a yoke of iron upon the neck of all those nations, excuse me, these nations, that they may serve Nebuchadnezzar, king of Babylon. And they shall serve him. And I have given him the beast of the field also. That means that he's given them the land. He's given them the animals. He's given all of what Israel had. God had already said, I'm giving it to him because of their disobedience. Amen. 15 verse. Then the prophet Jeremiah said unto Hananiah the prophet, hear now, Hananiah. Come on now. The Lord hath not sent thee, but thou makest this people to trust in a lie. Who, Lord? Jesus. That is why I am so sensitive about what I put on my podcast. I'm not doing this so that I can be able to get, you know, just the itching ear. I'm trying to do it so that I can give you the word of God, the pure, unadulterated word of God, so that you can be able to withstand the wiles and the temptations of the enemy. And I believe in my whole heart, this is something that Jeremiah was trying to tell Hananiah. Please make sure this is what God is saying, because when God speaks, like I told you on my last podcast, and not when when God breathes and God speaks, your whole entire being should tremble. When God speaks, 
And even when God's presence is here and he is in full effect, even Moses could not take his full effect of God in the Bible, in the Old Testament. That's why God hid him into one of the mountains so that he can see the back of God, not the front of God. Because he could have surely died, but God wanted him to be able to witness from Genesis to Deuteronomy of what he's done and to write it down and make it plain of what's going on. Now, let's go back because this is something that we need to understand. As prophets, our words mean so much. Our warnings mean so much. Our visions and our dreams Oh, my God, means a lot. And when he went back to 15 verse, then the prophet Jeremiah said unto Hananiah, the prophet, Hear now, Hananiah, the Lord has not sent thee, but thou makest this people to trust in a lie. The 16th verse, therefore, thus said the Lord, behold, I will cast thee from off the face of the earth this year. Thou shalt die because thou hast taught rebellion against the Lord. See, that's the thing is that we need to understand who, when God speaks, we need to listen. And also at the same exact time, when God speaks through prophet and God is telling the truth, it is life and death in the tongue. Do you hear me? And especially when the prophet is telling the truth. Mm, my God. Especially when God is spoken through that prophet and the prophet is telling the truth. Don't you know that's deadly? Don't you know that when you sit there and you start sitting there and talking and discussing and not giving out the word as it should be, not doing what God says do, but getting, sitting there and saying, oh, I'm good. Oh, we just had, uh, we just had revival or we, 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 we're, we're into this book now. We're just, you know, we're doing what, what God says, no. And God sits there and tells you, no, tell my people. No. 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 Tell my people the truth. We should be in the word of God. We should be in the word of God extensively more than we should be ought to now. Do you understand? Even if it's a, a Bible verse that you can nibble on until you get to lunch, or when you just, you know, when you're having your routine of getting up in the morning and looking at the word of God, at least extensively, let me tell you something. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. We need to be adherent to what God is saying. Amen. And the spirit of the Lord, when it falls upon the prophet to tell the truth and nothing but the truth. It can come to have high, high, dangerous consequences. And even the ones that have sat there and sitting on their prophetic gift and God has given it to you and you are not using it wisely. God will definitely come down hard because you know the way. 
Let me say this one more time for the people in the back. Don't take your gift. I don't care what it is. Don't take your gift lightly because you have to be able to be responsible and accountable for that gift later on when God calls you home. Oh, y'all don't hear me though. See, some see, there's a difference between God sitting there and He's giving you time. Yellow don't shed any to respond to what God has been telling you, but you don't want to listen. So I'm gonna tell you like this. Stop sitting here and taking the sugar and leaving the bitter. Stop separating what God has said was good. Oh, you know, they prophesied you're going to get money. You're going to get this and this and this. But when God comes through and says, look, you need to give up this sin. You need to stop fornicating, backbiting. You need to stop doing this or doing that. Or you need to stop sitting up here worrying and be anxiety or exhausting yourself when I'm God. Oh, y'all don't hear me though. Correction is good. I've been corrected. And you know what? When I got corrected, I was able to sit there and say, thank you, Lord, for the correction. Because guess what? I'm so grateful I needed it. And at the same exact time, when I was able to be corrected, don't you know that's when God elevates because I'm starting to learn that I needed to be corrected. But when the other person gave me the correction and I, and, and I, and I took it, but then they came when I had to come back and God was sitting there and saying, look, go back and tell them what I said. They didn't want to hear correction. They didn't want to hear it at all. They, they, they wanted to hear something soothing and nice. No, 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 no. God is sitting here and telling you, stop thinking that God is not a fearful God. Stop not respecting God, nor his house, nor his position he's given you. Stop sitting up here thinking it's okay and it's all right to be like that with God. Stop sitting up here and thinking that God doesn't hear or God doesn't tell his prophets what's going on concerning what's going on with you or concerning what's going on in the nations. Oh, we hear really well, trust me, especially if you're led by God. It, it should be where you need to realize that it's time is waking time. <coughs> Excuse me. It is time to wake up. It is time to pause, marinate in what God is trying to tell you. It is time. It is almost time for us to go home. You and I need to have the discernment because there are so many people prophet lying and lying on God. And I don't want to be underneath that no more. Let me say that one more time for people in the back. I don't want to be one of those prophets that's proper lying on God. Let me say this one more time for the people in the back. I don't want to be one of those prophets that's lying on God or sitting here and thinking it's okay to talk bad about somebody and don't think that that anointing, that deutimus that they have, that God is not going to sit there and come back and convict you on it. That God is not going to sit there and tell you, look, this is what's going on. 
and God is sitting there and he's not pleased. Lord have mercy. Verse 16. Therefore, thus says the Lord, behold, I will cast thee from off the face of the earth. This year thou shalt die because thou hast taught rebellion against the Lord. Do you understand? Rebellion is as witchcraft. You taught the people of God that is supposed to listen to you because you're hearing from God directly, but yet and still you're lying to the people of God in order for you to benefit. Now God sat there and said, thus says the Lord, behold, I will cast thee off the face of the earth this year. Thou shalt die because thou hast taught rebellion against the Lord. Ooh, Lord. Y'all don't hear that. Do y'all hear that? Do y'all hear the disdain in God's... God is mad. And he's still angry. Because we don't want to listen to God. We don't want to heed God's warnings and God's commands. And we don't want to live the way that God is telling us to live. But yet and still you want to get the benefits. Don't be caught out in the world anymore. Do you understand? Sexual diseases. Do you understand that all these different ailments come upon you because you don't want to obey God? You don't want to do what God says do. But yet and still, especially a prophet. Oh, my God. Do you understand the validity of who you are in God? Apparently not, because God sits here and he tells me we don't we don't get it. I'm 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 a part of that, too. I sin, too. So I'm telling you, look, God, I tell God all the time. I'm sorry, God. I I sincerely I'm, I'm sorry because I made that mistake. I don't want to make no more mistakes like that. But it's coming a time because people have prophesied on God and people are living that are not according to God in God's house and saying they're prominent. They're doing all of this other stuff. God is going to cast them out from the face of the earth. Mm. That's deep. Wait a minute, Pastor. Wait a minute. Hold up. No, you need to understand. See, so many people are trying to warn you about your lifestyle. And because God is sitting here and giving you warning after warning, you don't want to listen. Now, prophetess Montgomery, she was saying that about Beyonce's concert because of how she's living and how her lifestyle is. Don't you know she was right to warn people the way that they need to be warned? Because as a prophet, we come on strong. Because do you understand hell is real? I'm going to say it like I mean it. Some people don't want to hear that, but hell is real. Shalo is real. We don't want to end up there, nor do we want you to go there. So we want to sit there and be emphasizing what is supposed to be coming up and how it's supposed to be conducted because I'm telling you, you don't want to go down there. People want to get distracted. People want to sit here and have a feel-good message. I'm sorry. I'm not going to be able to give you that. All I'm going to give you is the word of God, and I'm going to tell you this is war, and everybody is not your friend. This is war. It has already begun. 
When we sinned against God and Satan sat there and deceived Eve, do you understand? It's been war. Now it is more. It is that it's been war for us. The spiritual warfare has broken out and now it's starting to come up more and more. It's going to start having natural wars. Not just rumors of wars. It's going to be natural and spiritual because people don't want to listen. United States don't want to listen, don't want to repent, keep doing what they're doing. And God has said, I weighed you and I have have weighed and tried you and you've been found wanting. Let me say that one more time for the people in the back, because you don't want to listen and God is giving you time, 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 time. God is giving you time and yet it's still warning after warning. Do you understand that it's becoming a time where it's going to get to the part where we're going to have to be able to speak up against the 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 monsters, the 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 Satanists and and all of that. And it's this time. It's time. Prophet of Baal. It's time. Because the Elijah's needs to wake up. You need to have them to get up. Get up. You know who God is in your life, but yet and still you don't want to live it. You need to rise up. Wake up out of your slumber. Wake up. Realize who God is in you. Realize that it's not, trouble is not going to last always, but we go through things. And don't you know, when God gives you what you need, and some of us, we have thorns in our sides and just like the Apostle Paul, but we keep going because we know there is a benefit for us to be there. There is a benefit for us to keep going because it's our heavenly home. He wants to have it as on earth, as in heaven. Do you understand what I'm saying? Y'all don't hear me though. You're just saying, well, pastor, this is for prophetic. No, it's not just prophetic. It is profound. See, some of y'all want to sit here and have this gift. And then at the same exact time, you don't want to be able to sit there and do right by the prophetic and do what God says do. But yet and still, you want to be able to keep the mantle and think that, oh, I, I want to covet this. No, God is trying to tell you, you better step it up. You better start doing what God says do, or I will remove you. Ooh, Jesus. This is what thus says the Lord. Do you understand? I will remove, God said, thus says the Lord, I will remove you like the false prophet Hananiah. That's, that's critical. Off the face of the earth, that's critical. Do you understand that means God will not give you any more breath? God will not let you be able in knock nail. He will not let you suffer to be living anymore. And for the ones that are sitting here and not living the way that God needs for you to live, shame on you because you know the way. And even if you did not grow up in the church, do you understand we have been able to be blessed by God to have so many facets of God in our lives? What do you mean, Pastor? 
you might have had someone to be able to come in and have you to, you know, go to a church and or 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 a community church and and they go and they let you go swim and they let you do a Bible study first before you get into the water or you can be able to sometimes go into, you know, your church and, you know, y'all thinking, oh, church is too long. And I used to think like that too. Trust me. I used to think like that also, but also at the same exact time, that's building me in order for me to understand that this is not, I'm not the building. The building is not me. I'm the church. Let me say that one more time for the people in the back. I'm the church. I'm God's church. I'm God's example. I'm his, I'm his light. And if people don't see that, then I feel bad. Because I might not be doing something right. But at the same exact time, you know you're doing something right when the enemy is after you. You know you're doing something right when they're cracking jokes and saying stuff behind your back. You are doing something right because you know what God is doing in your life. And that, it makes it harder for the enemy because they try to use your character against you. Hmm. So when, and that's not even in my notes, but when, let's go back. The 16th verse, therefore, thus says the Lord, behold, I will cast thee off from the face of the earth. This year thou shalt die because thou hast taught rebellion against the Lord. And then it says the 17th verse. So Hananiah, the prophet, died the same year in the seventh month. Woo. Now that's a mouthful, but honestly. Let's just be honest. Don't put your name and thus says the Lord when God didn't say it. Don't speak it unless God gave you permission to. That's why I said stay silent on so many different levels until God reveals it to you. Amen. This is serious out here. This is critical out here. You will be judged for this especially prophetic and also especially since people think it's funny how a lot of the times God sits there and he lets me know what's going on and people can say stuff in front of your face and smile behind your back and you still need to sit there and say Lord let me forgive them but also at the same exact time, Lord, thank you for showing me who is in the enemy's camp and who is still in your camp. Amen. Now, Joshua, or when I say this, the enemy's camp and um, God's camp. Ooh, it's it's a lot. I'm the, I'm being honest, but this is tight but right. And if it's hitting you, say ow and keep it moving. But I'm just telling you. That um, it's going to be a lot more um, this year that also at the same exact time, God is saying, deny access to you. What do you mean, Pastor? There's going to be a lot of people that's going to be trying to 
in this season is going to try to be able to get to you. You need to deny access to them. What do you mean, pastor? What do you mean, prophetess? Look, I'm going to tell you like I mean it. God is trying to tell me to tell you and myself that everybody is not going to be able to sit there and have access to you. They can call up, call you and then try to pick your brain or, you know, try to see what you're doing. And then at the same exact time, God said no more, no more information. No, 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 don't, don't even worry about it. Start, start realizing that God wants you to be able to be a little bit more secluded, a little bit tight lipped, a little bit more uh, privacy, put up the privacy sign, privacy, please. And even if they come to your front door, don't let them in. Wait, wait a minute. Hold up. Pat. No, 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 no. They don't need to be around you anymore because you're starting to see the patterns that God has already told you what they were and how they were. Now it's time to they, they need to lose access to you. Ooh. I don't know who that's for, but I'm letting you know this right now. You have one time, one time to stop telling the truth. And in that one time, God will take you out. You have that one time to get out of God's will. I don't want to have that no more. I want to say in God's perfect and permissive will. But this is what happened to in Joshua, the seventh chapter. But the children of Israel committed a transpass in the accused thing for Asian, the son of Carmi, the son of Zebah, and the son of Zero, of the tribe of Judah, took of the accused thing, and the anger of the Lord was kindled against the children of Israel. <clears throat> Excuse me. Pastor, why do you say God's anger was kindled against Israel because Joshua told them what to do? Now, uh, let's go down a little bit more because we we need we need to we need to talk about this. Second verse, and Joshua sent men from Jericho to Ai, which is beside Bethel, on the east side of Bethel. So it's Bethel, Beth Haven. Excuse me. Let me go back. And Joshua sent men from Jericho to Ai, which is beside Beth Haven on the east side of Bethal, and spake unto them, saying, Go up and view the country. And the men went up and viewed Ai. And they returned to Joshua and said unto him, Let not all the people go up, but let about two or three thousand men go up and smite Ai, and make not all the people to labor tether, for they are but few. So there went up thither of the people about 3,000 men, and they fled before the men of Ai. And the men of Ai smoked of them about 30 and six men, for they chased them from before the gates, even into Shebron, and smoked them. 
and the growing down. Wherefore, the hearts of the people melt and became as water. And Joshua rent his clothes and fell to the earth upon his face before the ark of the Lord, even the eventide, he and the elders of Israel, and put dust upon their heads. And Joshua said, Alas, O Lord God, wherefore have thou at all brought this people over Jordan to deliver us into the hands of the Amorites to destroy us. Would to God we have been content and dwell on the other side, Jordan. Ooh, Lord. Verse eight, O Lord, what shall I say when Israel turneth their backs before their enemies? Verse nine, for the Canaanites and all the inhabitants of the land shall hear of it and shall in inverted us around and cut off our name from the earth and what thou what withal thou doeth unto thy great name verse 10 and the lord come on now <laughs> said unto joshua get thee up wherefore lieth thou thus upon thy face israel has sinned and they has also transgressed my covenant, which I command thee. For they have taken, even, excuse me, even taken of the accused thing and has also stolen and dismembered it. And they have put it even among their own stuff. Hold up. When God tells you don't take something, don't take it. And then at the same exact time, God, when God spoke and he was direct, he said, look, Israel has sinned and they have also transgressed my covenant, which I commanded thee not to do. Okay. For they have even taken of the accused thing and have also stolen and dismembered it. And they have put it even among their own stuff. That means they let it dwell with them. And then they make sure that it like it it was familiar, like it stayed with them. Oh, no, 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 no. Sort of like the stuff we do, right? Sort of like the stuff we 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 do. We we sit there and we still lie and we still fornicate, we still backbite, and we still do this and all this other stuff. And then we we let it fade in the back like it's been there for the whole entire time. And God says, Nope. Mm. Let me say this one more time. Oh Lord, help. Therefore, the children of Israel could not stand before their enemies, but turn their backs before their enemies because they were accused. Neither will I be with you anymore, except you destroy the accused from among you. Whoa, 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 whoa. Wait, wait, let me go back. Therefore, the children of Israel shall stand. Can't shoot. Excuse me. Let me go back. Oh, Lord, Jesus. Therefore, the children of Israel could not stand before their enemies, but turn their backs before their enemies because they were accused. Neither will I be with you any more, any longer, excuse me, anymore, except ye destroy the accused from among you. Thirteen, up, sanctify the people and say, sanctify yourselves against tomorrow. For thus says the Lord of Israel, excuse me, Lord God of Israel, there is an accused thing in the midst of thee. O Israel, 
Thou canst stand before thine enemies until ye take away the accused thing from among you. Mm. Listen, listen. God is telling you. Verse 14, in the morning, therefore ye shall be brought according to your tribes. And it shall be that the tribe which the Lord has taken shall come according to the families thereof. And the families which the Lord shall take shall come by households. And the households which the Lord has shall take shall come by men by men. Verse 15, and it shall be that he that is taken with the accused thing shall be burnt with fire. He and all that he haveth, because he has transgressed the covenant of the Lord and because he has wrought folly in Israel. Let me say it one more time to the people in the back. And it shall be that he that is taken with the accused thing shall be burnt with fire. He and all that he have it because he has transgressed the covenant of the Lord and because he has wrought folly in Israel. So Joshua rose up early in the morning and brought Israel by their tribes and the, and the tribes of Judah was taken and he brought the family of Judah and he took the family of Zerah, Zerites, and he took the family of the Sororites and he brought the family of the Sororites man by man and Zabat was taken. 18 verse, and he brought his household man by man, and Achan, Achan, I'm sorry, the son of Carmel, the son of Zabat, and son of Zerah, of the tribe of Judah, was taken. Come on now. And 19 verse, and Joshua said unto Ashton, My son, give, I pray thee, glory to the Lord. God of Israel and make confession unto him and tell him now what thou has done. Hide it not from me. And Ashan answered Joshua and said, indeed, I have sinned against the Lord God of Israel. And thus, and thus have I done. 21st verse. When I saw among the spoils of goodly Babylonian garments, and 200 shekels of silver and a wage of gold of 50 shekel weight. Then I covered them and took them and behold, they are hid in the earth, in the midst of the tent and the silver under it. 22nd verse. So Joshua sent messengers and they ran into the tent and behold, it was hid in the tent and the silver under it. My God. 23rd verse. And they took them out of the midst of the tent and brought them unto Joshua unto all the children of Israel and laid them out before the Lord. And Joshua and all of Israel with him took Eshon, the son of Zerah, and the silver and the garment and the wage of gold and his sons and his daughters and his oxen and his, and his donkeys and his sheep and his tents and all that he had. And they brought them unto the valley of Ashtar. And Joshua said, why haveth thou troubled us? The Lord shall trouble thee this day. And all Israel stoned him with stones and buried them with fire after they had stoned them with stones. Wow. Take a moment to pause there. Do you understand why God tells us not to do the things we do? When Joshua 
He said, man by man, he did this and he found who was the guilty party and he brought all of his wages, his sons and his daughters and his oxen and his and his and his donkeys and his sheep, all of his his livelihood, his way of what he was living in and everything he had passed. What do you mean? The children didn't do it. His sons didn't do it. He did it. Don't you know that when you sin, it has a ripple effect? What do you mean, past? When you start seeing a pattern, and I would tell you about like my uncles, they would have, you know, alcoholism and, you know, they were smoking and alcohol heavily. And their wives or girlfriends, I've seen them, you know, punch them through walls. I mean, it's brutal when they get angry, you know, when they get um, really, really, um, you know, just just consumed with uh, alcohol. Some of them are very mellow and calm, but the ones that I've seen late when I did was around them growing up, they would punch their girlfriends. I mean, it would be brutal. I mean, critical. You know, you know, jaws broken, you know, neck hurt, all that stuff. I mean, it's bruises. And I mean, she didn't ask for that. She didn't expect that. But because of she starts seeing the pattern, she didn't want to stop seeing the person until it was too late. Do you understand that? We have so many different generations that are doing these things until we get to a point where you say no more. And I don't drink and I don't smoke and I don't I don't use profanity. I don't all of that is because I grew up in that. I grew up in toxicity. I grew up in, you know, all of that. So I had to realize that what was working and what wasn't working for me. But you got to understand the validity of you lying to God. You, you got to understand the validity of how God is telling you, when I say something, I mean it. And you know, it's the the children, they were innocent, but also at the same time, they were the offspring of someone that stole out of God's commandments. Still doing witchcraft because you are teaching them to rebel against God. You are teaching them to forsake what God has told you, not to take anything out of the camp. And then you realize that, wait a minute, you think it's a light thing. It's not. Once you start doing things that are not of God, it's not a light thing. You have to give an account to that. And as you saw, Joshua, I mean, Joshua, honestly, I know he was, it was a gut-riching thing, hard thing, you know, for him to have to say this or do this, but this is what God had to render down because 
he saw what was going on and gave it to Joshua. And Joshua had to be able to sit there and know this was not what God wanted. So we have to get rid of all of the things that God said was so true because of how he broke God's commandments. And that's teaching people witchcraft. That's teaching people rebellion. That's teaching like God didn't see. Yes, he did. He saw everything. So when he said it in the 25th verse, I hear him like, and Joshua said, why haven't thou troubled us? The Lord shall trouble thee this day. And all Israel stoned him with stones and, and buried them with fire after they had stoned them with stones. And then the 26th verse, and they raised over him a great heap of stones upon unto this day. So the Lord turned from the fierceness of his anger. Wherefore, the name of this place was called the Valley of Atshore until this day. Y'all don't understand. The verity, and it is profound. When a person of a governing nation is sinning against God, it turns so many different things and the disobedience, especially when you've been established by God and his commandments. This has not changed. The Bible has not changed. We have. Let me say that one more time for people in the back. We have. And we need to recognize that God is not playing. God is not, God is not a play toy. Whatever a man sows, he shall reap. It's getting to that point now. You need to be careful of how you are and what you display and your true way and thinking and mannerism. Turn away from what you've been doing. I mean, it's 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 getting to this point now where it's just war. And then you honestly need to understand everybody is not your friend. Everybody that smiles in your face, he, he, ha, ha, does not love you, does not like you. And thinking that, oh, you know what? I don't remember, but God remembers. God brings things back to people's remembrance. Holy Spirit, I thank you. So on today, I want to let you know. People can backstab you, say whatever they want to say about you, but God knows the true character of this of you. Let me say it one more time for the people in the back. God knows your true character. And when it starts coming out about your true character and who you are and whom you are, a lot of people are going to latch on to you. Don't let them. Don't let them have access to you in this time, in this hour. Don't let everybody be up in your house. Don't let everybody, even when they see your children, don't let everybody touch your children. Don't let everybody sit up there, you know, oh, you know, thank you. No, everybody is not your friend. Some people want to know your business and that's why they talk so much. That's why they're trying to figure out what you're doing. Let me say that one more time for people in the back. That's why a lot of them are trying to figure out where you've been or what you've been doing and what's your goals and what, what are you aspiring to do? Because some of them, they want to make sure that that doesn't come to fruition. Let me say that one more time for the people in the back. 
Let me say that one more time for the people in the back. Keep your mouth closed this year. God's got more for you. Keep it closed and let everybody know you are not my friend. I already know it. I'm sorry. I already know that. And be truthful and be honest with you and with the person. Because that's the enemy in disguise that can try to tiptoe and be all up in your business. Now this year, 2023, not this year, not this year. I'm going to let God be God, but I'm not letting the enemy come in no time at all. I don't have no time off and you don't either. And let me tell you this, the way you live in, it means a lot. You've seen in two different situations, two different scenarios, God wiped them off the face of the earth. Because they weren't obedient. They weren't doing what God says do. One lied and then the other one tried to cover it up. Right underneath his tent. Right with his own people. And his sons and his daughters had to be able to make. And his, I mean his cattle, his land, his place of residence. All of it wiped out because of one person's decision. Don't let it be you. Don't let your marriage, don't let your way of processing your finances, all that stuff. Don't let it be because of you, because of your disobedience, because of the way you thinking and because of the way that you are mean or what. Don't, don't do it. Don't do it. Don't do it. Now, God's giving you warning after warning. Don't do it. Don't even think about it. And even if you think about it, repent. Say, Heavenly Father, I'm sorry. Earnestly think about, nope, don't do it. Don't even think about it. Don't even let it come your way. If somebody even suggests to you some stuff, no, that's not of God. Have a great one. I'm just telling you, it's coming to this point. And don't say God didn't warn me. Yes, he did. Yes, he did. Romans 10, 9, and 10. And if you don't know who God is, I'm telling you, I'm giving you opportunity time to choose ye this day whom you will serve. As for me and my house, that's in Joshua. You need to look that up. We shall serve the Lord. But in Romans 10, 9, and 10, if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus and shall believe in thine heart that God raised him from the dead, that thou shalt be saved. Verse 10, for with the heart man believeth unto righteousness and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. Let me say this. Two different scenarios, but everybody was accountable. Even me, even you. So please, with all due respect, you need to make sure you are doing what God says do. Be discernment in this season. Get a discernment of who people are. Start believing them when they show you who they are. Start letting letting you know what's going on with them. Because soon and very soon, <laughs> When they start showing you who they are and you believe in them, God will give you warning before destruction. Don't let everybody in your camp because everybody doesn't love you. 
and don't sit there and have conversations with them, especially private conversations about you and your goals. And don't you know, people will pray on you for that. Trust you me, it's going to work out. Get back into prayer. Get back into the word of God because you're going to need it in this time, this season. Not just the word of God. You're going to need a relationship with God. It's going to have to be so tight, so tight lips sometimes that that you ain't even, even know what your hand, your right hand is doing with your left. That's how tight it's going to have to be from now on. Mark my words, it's going to be that tight for me also. So I'm just letting you know. Thank you so much for listening. And if you like what you heard today, please follow and subscribe. You can find me on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Podbeam, Amazon Music, and Audible, Spotify, and Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Player FM, Samsung. And also, I am going to start back my YouTube. So please <laughs> tune in. And also, at the same exact time, we're going to go more into a little bit more into Instagram and a little bit more into Facebook. But I want you to be able to check it out. And if you like my show or my podcast, please give us a five-star rating. This will help us to reach more people. And also we have, if you have any questions or comments, please find me on Facebook. It is written at L-A-T-O-N-Y-A-U-L-L-L-O-A. Once again, it is written by L-A-T-O-N-Y-A-U-L-L-O-A. And if you have also, uh, if you have also uh, YouTube, look me up also on It Is Written by Afrocentric Prophet. Once again, it is, it is written by Afrocentric Prophet. Thank you. Samida on today. Please understand that we need to be able to be in a mindset that we don't have everybody as a friend, that some people are there to be able to infiltrate, mess you up, try to be able to get what you have because they're envious or jealous of you. And then at the same exact time, they don't want you to prosper. So please go ahead and do what God says do no matter what, and you'll see the evidence. Keep it silent. Keep what God has for you closed. Until he's able to manifest some things in your life. Amen. No sumida. Anyon.